Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Monday, November 5th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, we'll be looking at how Europe is preparing for new U.S. sanctions on Iran, Prime Minister Theresa May's promise of frictionless trade with the EU, and how one of the U.S.'s largest financial technology firms is making its first move overseas. Then, we'll take you to Kansas City, where Americans are preparing to vote for or against President Donald Trump, even though his name won't be on any ballot. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. Today, the U.S. is set to launch tough new sanctions against Iran's energy industry and its central bank, and European governments have been negotiating over a special-purpose vehicle to safeguard trade with Iran. There are still crucial details to work out, though, like which country will play host. Countries fear political and economic backlash from the U.S. if they do. The sanctions come from the Trump administration's decision to pull out of the 2015 nuclear accord negotiated by the Obama administration, and it's pitted the U.S. against other countries who signed on, like some European powers, China, and Russia. Prime Minister Theresa May has told business leaders she's committed to, quote, frictionless trade with the EU, just like she proposed in her Brexit divorce plan in July. May said she'll pursue the trade policy despite pressure from pro-Brexit MPs to go for an independent trade policy. May made these comments in a series of meetings with business leaders last week, and according to attendees, she said she'd commit to align Britain with EU rules for goods. Ministers say May wants to seal a Brexit deal at a special European Council meeting in November, and that means she has to get cabinet support for the proposal in a matter of days. Ms. May is also under pressure after more than 70 business leaders signed a letter last week asking for a people's vote on the final Brexit deal. And Credit Karma is making its first overseas expansion by purchasing Noddle, a Leeds-based credit reports business. Credit Karma is one of the largest private U.S. financial technology firms, and it provides services like free credit reports, price comparison, and tax preparation. Credit Karma is one of the world's 10 most valuable private fintechs, according to CB Insights. It was valued at around $4 billion in a secondary share sale earlier this year. It's buying Noddle for an undisclosed amount from TransUnion, another U.S. group. Credit Karma currently has 85 million users in the U.S. and Canada, and Noddle will add 4 million more users to the company. And here's something you might want to know more about. Tomorrow is Election Day in the United States, and even though President Donald Trump isn't up for re-election, in a lot of ways, the midterm elections are all about him. And I'm not on the ticket, but I am on the ticket. Because this is also a referendum about me. President Trump's Republican Party holds a majority in Congress right now. But Democrats are hoping to take back some of that majority, at least in the House of Representatives. Even districts that have voted solidly for Republicans in the past are considered competitive this year. The FT's Brooke Fox talked to a voter in Kansas about what she's thinking ahead of Tuesday's election. So in October, I went to Kansas City, Kansas. It's about 45 minutes down the road from where I grew up. I always associated the people with where I grew up to be pretty Republican. And 
to hear that that may not be the case this year was, it incited my curiosity and I wanted to go find out why that might be. While I was there, I met a woman named Ellen Porter. Oh gosh, I've been here since I was four years old. Mm. My family came here from Kentucky. I met Ellen at the YMCA at a voter registration drive and I asked if I could interview her about her positions and what she was planning to do with this election and she actually invited me over to her house so we could chat. Money, sex, and politics you don't talk about at the dinner table, I guess. (laughs) Maybe it's better for the bars. She is a 70-year-old woman. She's about 5'4". Actually, the reason she asked if we could do the interview at her house is because one of her dogs needs a little extra care, and she wanted to make sure she could be home to take care of it if it needed anything. Hey! Don't bark. Don't bark. Ellen said she's been a lazy voter in recent years, but this year was a little different for her. So you registered to vote when you were 18? Yes, as a Republican. Yeah. And then just this last spring, I'm now a Democrat, but I think I will go back really to Republican after this election yes Ellen is representative of a lot of the voters that I spoke with who are traditionally Republicans who are switching over their party lines to vote for the Democrats this year this district is basically suburbs of Kansas City I think like a lot of other suburban districts it has more center-right voters than Democrats. There are about 770,000 people in this district. The median age is 36. For a lot of voters, this election is about Trump, despite the fact that he's not running. It's all about him. Yes, I, I guess it's a little reactionary okay. to a degree. I guess I was one of the many other people that was caught unawares that I just never took Donald Trump as a serious candidate. I just don't like what's going on. And I thought, is this how these people, his constituency, did they feel like I do now when um, President Obama was in office? Mm. And that makes me very sad because I thought it was one of the finest days in America. You know, I I thought it was a very positive thing, but um, obviously I'm living in my own bubble and that's the case. The district is facing a competitive house race this year. The intense election in Kansas's third district is creating a lot of controversy. He will support this president no matter what crazy thing he says. Rather than trying to build bridges and work together, she's focused on, on rooting against the president and rooting against our country. Kevin Yoder, the Republican incumbent, has been in office since 2011. A lot of people told me that he hasn't ever faced a really serious challenge because he seems to be so overwhelmingly supported by people in the district. That's not the case this year, however. He is facing a strong challenge from a Democrat who has not run for office before. Her name is Sharice Davids. She is a Native American woman. She is a lesbian. She is a former professional MMA fighter. I I think she's very qualified, and I think that Kevin Yoder has has, um, navigated these waters of moderate to extreme and all, but maybe it is time for change, but I, I think that I'm very seriously going to vote for her. What's most important for the voters in this district, I think, is that they elect someone in Congress who will stand up to the president, who won't roll over whenever he does something that they disagree with. So, 
I think it's just it's just the way our country functions, and I'm just so sorry that it's at an all time low mm-hmm. <laughs> for yeah. everyone. Seems yeah, really. um, which is why I think people are putting so much emphasis on this particular midterm well, I know election. It. It's like a, a do or die situation. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be looking at SoftBank's second quarter earnings. Masayoshi Sun's tech investment group is planning an initial public offering of its mobile business, which could be the largest flotation ever. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.